Gonzaga Nation SI with our Final Four preview. Unfortunately, Gonzaga Bulldogs were not in the Final Four, which a lot of people were anticipating and expecting, as well as hoping and planning for them to be in New Orleans this weekend, playing in the Final Four, and many thought competing in a title game for the third time in the last five years, and maybe cutting down the nets for the first time in history. I still think it's right around the corner. Gonzaga will uh, win a national championship at some point. It's one of the greatest sports stories of all time, just how uh, dominant Gonzaga has become after being essentially an afterthought in the world of college basketball up until about 1999 when they began that Elite Eight run and what they've done since. Spectacular. But no Gonzaga in the Final Four. Zag fans are going to have to wait one more year, one more opportunity to see if next year is the year. Um, lots of things uh, will be happening in Gonzaga, um, in, in Gonzaga circles, whether guys confirm they're leaving for the NBA, maybe guys head to the transfer portal, although I don't think that's going to be a big problem uh, because the young guys have opportunities right around the corner for themselves. Uh, and then who might they get as a grad transfer because Gonzaga has been so good in that market over the last few years. But Final Four preview, as mentioned, here we go in New Orleans, playing on Saturday. Uh, Villanova in Kansas. I mean, Villanova is the only team that has won two national titles in the last 10 years. Jay Wright heading uh, for a chance to win his third national title. He's a Hall of Fame coach. He's solidified it over the years. He does a tremendous job in Philadelphia. But um, their road has been... Uh, not necessarily easy, but it, it hasn't been um, as difficult as some other teams rode to the Final Four here. They started off beating Delaware in the first round, knocked off a really good uh, Ohio State team in the Big Twelve from the Big Ten, excuse me, in the second round, and then a, a good game for Villanova. They played extremely well against upstart Michigan. Michigan um, making a run to the Sweet 16 after being in the play-in game. A tremendous job by Juwan Howard to get those guys back organized and, and on track. And then beating a really good Houston team coached by Kelvin Sampson. Defensively, Houston as good as they they, they come. Uh, Houston lost their top two scorers by mid-December. And for them to make an Elite Eight run for the second year in a row was impressive. But Villanova starts and ends with Colin Gillespie. Um, injured a season ago with his knee, came back. Some people questioned what his... Um, abilities and capabilities to lead Villanova deep into the NCAA tournament would be. He's proved any doubters wrong. He's on a number of All-American lists. Um, just doesn't make mistakes. Solid with the basketball. Doesn't make mistakes. Doesn't turn it over. Gets his guys shots. Makes shots himself. Wants to take big shots. Defensively, he's extremely solid. So uh, I really like how the, what they have running the point guard attack. Um, Jermaine Samuels has been tremendous throughout the season. Villanova always seems to have that kind of three, four guys wing, maybe step out big who can kind of do a lot of different things. And I see that in Jermaine Samuels. The biggest question mark for me, though, is how are they going to replace uh, Justin Moore? Torres Achilles in the final minute of the Elite Eight game against Houston. Um, he's one of those kind of blend guys who does so many good, so many things uh, well. And he just blends mistakes that others may make into, um, you know, a positive contribution on, on that possession for Villanova. So 
Um, that's a quick overview of Villanova, Kansas, coached by Bill Self. They're the only one seed left. Um, I didn't have them in my predictions for the Final Four. Um, Kansas stuttered a little bit down the stretch, but they are playing unbelievable basketball here in the NCAA tournament. They beat Texas Southern, uh, Creighton, Providence, and then they absolutely smacked Miami in the Elite Eight. But Bill Self, really good coach. Um, he's won one national title with Kansas. This could be uh, another one because I see Kansas beating Villanova in, in one of the Final Four games. But they, they've got good balance. Uh, yes, Ochai Ogbaji gets a majority of the attention, and rightfully so. He's a really skilled wing who can shoot it. He can put the ball in the deck, finish at the rim. I think he's a tremendous college basketball story simply because of the fact that he's just kept getting better and better and better over the course of his time um, in Lawrence. And, and that's what you love to see. Some guys um, try to speed up the process and leave for the NBA too soon, and then they become a, a lost man, whether in the college game or at the next level with the pros. And I think Ogbaji, by staying with it and improving, uh, has put himself in the limelight to be, you know, an All-American this year, which I know a number of postseason publications have named him one. Uh, and he's going to have a chance to play at the next level for sure because of the improvement he's shown. But he's not the only guy on Kansas. They've got a really good roster. Uh, Mitch Lightfoot, uh, Christian Braun um, can step out a little bit as a big and, and do some different things. David McCormick's anchor on the interior, big, wide, strong body, great rebounder, defender, can screen. Um, he's a serviceable post-up scorer at times. Um, but I think the difference for Kansas so far in the NCAA tournament is grad transfer Remy Martin. He transferred in from Arizona State. He He's had some ups and downs. Uh, he had some downs late in the regular season, not quite necessarily knowing what to expect from him production-wise coming in the NCAA tournament. Part of it's due to his um, lack of getting things done. Part of it's due to injuries that he's had to work through over the course of the year, but He's played really well in the NCAA tournament. <clears throat> and that matchup between Remy Martin, Colin Gillespie, I think will determine the game um, in, in regards to who wins. My pick um, is Kansas advancing over Villanova uh, to play in the title game on Monday night. So that's the first of two. The second of two final four games, the headliner, the showcase, the the maybe the most um, uh, – anticipated final four game in in a long long time um you know when you talk about the storylines hubert davis as a first year head coach of north carolina they had some struggles early in the season people were making comments did we not hire the right guy should it have been hubert davis um he stayed true to the process that he believed in and he's got his team playing unbelievable basketball so that's part of the story because carolina is one of the traditional powers in NCAA basketball. But then the big storyline, as everybody knows, Coach K's final go. It's his final year. Um, they had some struggles down down the stretch. Uh, during the mid-stretch of the ACC play, they ended up winning the conference, uh, conference title outright. Uh, they got the number two seed. They were able to knock off Marquette, a really good Baylor team. Excuse me, Cal State, Fullerton, Michigan State, a tremendous defensive team in Texas Tech, and then Arkansas, who just knocked off the number one overall seed, Gonzaga Bulldogs. But uh, Duke, and rightfully so, the storyline is Coach K in his last season. Um, does it culminate in a 
national title. Um, and the fact that they play their bitter rival, one of the greatest rivalries in all of college sports, regardless uh, of sport, whether it's basketball, college football, baseball, you name it. I mean, the North Carolina Duke rivalry is something that it is uh, something to behold and kind of must watch TV. And this game will be must watch TV without a doubt, but it's going to be about coach K and his last run, his last year as a head coach before John Shire takes over. Can they get it done? Uh, they played really well as of late, as I've said, Paolo Bancaro is, uh, you know, he has done everything as a freshman, 6'10", 250. He can score on the inside. He can score on the outside. He's got a good handle and he's creative with it. He's a willing passer. He's a creative passer to get his team involved. When push comes to shove, you know he can get a basket, whether in an offensive set or on his own. That's the beauty of of having a guy as talented as Bancaro, who at the bottom level will be the third pick in the NBA draft. It'll be him, Chet Holmgren, or Jabari Smith, in my estimation, as the top three picks. And then it's a matter of who has it. But Bancaro has been tremendous. A.J. Griffin has been a really good freshman uh, had, a, had an injury late in the season, but um, when you get eight days or about seven, eight days between Elite Eight and first Final Four game, you got plenty of time to get uh, rested up and get any bumps and bruises healed up. So he's been tremendous. And I think Mark Williams has, has been the unsung hero for, for this Duke Blue Devil team defensively um, and on the glass. He's played himself into being a legitimate NBA prospect, someone who understands his role. Um, and excels in his role, and he's really helped Duke on the defensive end of the floor. Um, but, you know, this team's young, led by Van Carroll, um, A.J. Griffin. Um, Mark Williams is only a sophomore. They've got other sophomores um, that, that play major minutes, but they've answered every challenge, and that's all you could ask um, for Coach K uh, in his last go is to leave it all on the line and get to a Final Four is amazing. And they go against the North Carolina team that is playing extremely good basketball. They beat Marquette, a good Baylor team, a experienced good UCLA team. And then they beat the Cinderella's, the darlings of the tournament, St. Peter's, the Peacocks. But they've got a great roster too. Baycott, Armando Baycott's a tremendous interior player. He's got like 27 double-doubles, I think, on the season. Um, so he can he can really impact the game on the inside, scoring on the low post. He's good in screen roll situations because he's a big target, good hands. He can finish. He can rebound with the best of them. R.J. Davis has played really well. Caleb Love has played really well. Uh, Leaky Black's really good on the defensive end. And then their grad transfer due to COVID, uh, Brady Man Manick from Oklahoma has been uh, a great addition. Kind of that do-it-all four who can at times score on the inside, but he can stretch it, shoot it from the outside, be make – plays and dribble handoff situations uh he's been great so um my prediction for unc duke is i'm gonna go duke i just think with everything going around coach k's last run through the ncaa tournament the way that Pancaro was playing um i'm gonna have to go with duke so i've got in the final four duke in kansas in the semifinal games and they'll be meeting on monday night for gonzaga nation si Hope you've enjoyed it. Like, subscribe, and review to all our social media platforms.